don't know when it is that you're listening to this, uh, potential viewers or the audience, uh, but as we are recording this right now, it is 6.17pm Eastern Standard Time on the day after election night, and boy, what a fucking election it was. We got some winners, we got some losers, Biden's probably gonna be president, Dems didn't take back the Senate and fucked up everything up, meaning that, you know, nothing's going to happen for the next four years and just gridlock that'll make 2012 look you know nice and civilized but let's 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 focus on the real important thing is which is tonight who the real loser is and the answer of course is us because we know because we're listening to this podcast we have to spend the next hour talking about this anyway cut to uh i love chapo trap house It's another episode of those good old-fashioned values, the first and hopefully last, honestly, just bad TV podcast on the internet. Um, I am your host. We're back to our roots. Yeah. Yeah. I am your host, Spencer, aka the Lonely Photon on Twitter, and joining me as always is Ty, aka at Bobo underscore the underscore second on Twitter. And Andy, aka uh, X underscore Narco Anon on Twitter. Hi, I'm owned. You're owned. We're all owned. Good. How you doing? And this is a confederacy of the owned. And we are returning to our roots this week with Family Guy season fifteen. And folks, I was kind of surprised. Maybe it's just Stockholm syndrome. Maybe it's the fact that I watched the Cleveland show last week. But I'm going to be honest. I didn't mind this one. I I kind of like honestly. It. It felt like I was seeing my friends again. Yeah. I'm, all right. So I'm going I'm to yeah. say this. I don't know if I'm as positive as you guys, but I, I like. Oh, no. Is... Obje- objectively, it's a bad season of television. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think the yeah. thing is, this season has just enough to keep it like above water and be like, you know yeah. what? Eh, too... And I would even go as far as to say this is probably better than like the past three seasons. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, probably. I- I'd say this is the best season since Eleven. Um, Which was really good. Yes. Yeah. This was a pretty solid season, uh, at least in terms of Family Guy standards. You know, I'm not going to go to Bad Fred as a great or even, like, good season of TV, but it's what, sort of like right. a fun five or maybe a light six. It's, it's, it is yeah. serviceable within the annals of Family It's not like a season ten or whatever. Yeah. Where... It is middle of the road Family Guy, basically, which is to say fun and enjoyable, but not And good. better than the Cleveland show. Yes, that is yeah. em- emphatically much, much better than the Cleveland show. Yes. Very consistently the middle child of the McFarlane projects. And yeah. you know what? It's fun to watch. Yeah. So Um But I mean noticeably, do do we wanna do the season as a whole or do we how do we wanna Yeah, let's do the season as a whole. So there there is I don't know if you guys noticed this, and maybe it's just returning to Family Guy, uh after like so much time it seemed like there was a noticeable drop in animation quality am i right about that uh it's a little bit a little bit yeah yeah definitely less effort yeah or maybe not even less effort it just i don't know everything it feels a little bit more stilted the line art feels a little bit 
I don't want to say cleaner, but it feels a little bit like neater. I get it, it. It's all the hallmarks of like the, and I don't know if they do it in Flash, but it has that very like Johnny Test Flash feel, you know? Yeah, this, early American Dad season, Flash era kind of feel. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know what I'll say about this season? This season looks like how you think Family Guy looks. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, I don't know. We've talked about in the past how Family Guy the animation isn't great, but it's good for the type of show it is. It's, like, right. vulgar and crude and is capable of delivering, like, really sharp slapstick comedy or having all this, like, herky-jerky motion that works with the comedy. But yeah. it is pretty rough this season. Yeah. I, I, I'm i almost wondering if maybe they were... And I can't imagine they were, but it almost feels like they might have been having funding trouble or, like... Because this was also a season where they brought on a lot of guest stars, comparatively. Yeah, and also the viewer count is pretty bad now. It's, I mean, it's yeah. still enough, but it's, you know, right. older seasons of Family it's, Guy were in like the 7 to 8 million range. I'm looking at this on um, on Wikipedia. Yeah, and to 2. 2 to 3. Yeah, some of them, like yeah. Peter's Def Jam, which we'll talk about later, has 1.8 million. Yeah. It, That's embarrassing. So, so, I, so it definitely does feel like there was, especially if we're looking at, because that's similar from season 14, so it, I, it does feel like they had to kind of downsize because they were, like, not a pop, because, that popular a show anymore. Because, well, that and also comparatively. TV. Family Guy has definitely reached the point where TV is fucking dying. Right. Yeah. It is. It, it's trying to stay on the ship as long as possible. Yeah, no, definitely. But, yeah, so that, that was the big thing that jumped out to me, uh, it's just yeah. It just looks worse, and it doesn't even look terrible, but it looks worse than I, it really has before. <laughs> I have two big takeaways from the season. The first one is there is so much fucking stuff that happens every episode. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. It again. This has always been the case with Family Guy. You know, each act is its own mini arc, but they are really packing these episodes with so many different things. I I was incapable of believing some episodes were just one episode yeah i think a good example is uh, episode eight carter and trisha where it, it yeah. starts out with uh investigative like uh carter is sort of or carter yeah, he's carter's the, the boss and then he go he's yeah and then he goes and then, to the and investigation, then like, and then he hooks up with Trisha, and then they go to the party, and then they blah 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 and blah blah and blah blah blah, and, yeah, blah. and, and also all the B plot stuff with Brian and the driver's license. Yeah, yeah, no, there is just a lot happening, and honestly, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Family Guy isn't a very structurally sound show, so just jamming everything in there, it, it works kind of well, or at least doesn't cause any problems with the show as is. Uh, each episode, yeah. just by nature of the sheer amount of shit they throw at a wall, has two or three really good bits in it. Even the bad episodes. Oh, for sure. I th- this got more laughs for me, even like like physical laughs than I would even say like most of the American Dad seasons we watched. Yeah, no, absolutely. Wow. It's yeah. It, again, there's a lot of duds, a lot of groaners. Uh, nothing like too bad. Like nothing in the absolutely dire range, or maybe y- a few. You know what this season is. What? What? This is like the perfect junk food family guy season. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I ju- agree. It's just the thing you sit back, you relax, you're bored out of your mind, you see a family guy episode in your YouTube recommendations, you click on it, you watch it, and it's cropped and fast forwarded quality, and you go, eh, I guess that was okay. Uh- and then you move yeah, on with your a life. A friend of mine on Twitter uh, was talking about how he's loved Family Guy since he was in middle school because he works a construction job. 
and he just would throw it on because it requires no right. engagement whatsoever yeah. and will make you laugh. And that's kind of Which, the deal I mean, here. We, yeah, we, we do get, I mean, we get very cerebral, cerebral about everything, but it's like, I, I think that is a luxury afforded to us by like literally not breaking our backs every day. Like that, that we, we have the energy to like think deeply about shows and shit, you know? Like, yeah. 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 It, um, like if you, if you are someone who like, you literally get like an hour a day to chill, like, yeah, you just no. want to throw on something that doesn't require that much like psychic investment. And family guy does that. It is like, you know, a bag of Takis from Seven Eleven. It just yeah. gets the job done. And Takis are some of the best junk food. I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't know. I don't know if. Hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyways. But, uh, you know what else, you know what else struck me about this season? This feels like the season where Family Guy became middle-aged, you know? Does that make sense? This is the boomer season? The okay, this is the, the <laughs> like, old man Family Guy season? Kind of, yeah. But maybe not even old, yeah, like, like late 50s. It, but it feels like this is, like, where it went. Not over the hill in terms of quality, but, like, in terms of sensibility, mm. you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, like, there are so many goddamn jokes in this uh, season that are literally just them saying, like, Man, this thing that annoys me, it's fucking goofy. And yeah. it's like... Well, <laughs> yeah. I, again, like, though... We get it. You, you're you venting, if, but it's like... You have a Twitter. If I can interject and say, some yeah. of those old man jokes I actually did really like, like the fruit they're basket fun. one. Some of them, yeah. There's the one at the end where they're complaining about the big fruit basket and how fruit baskets are a terrible gift. I, I like that. Right. And you, a lot of those jokes do work pretty well. Even some of the uh, ones surrounding technology, which do have a very, you know, old man shakes yeah. a cloud energy the, to them. They're like basically The Tinder episode like, is, yeah. Like, again. The Tinder episode is the apotheosis yeah. of that. Um, yeah. And speaking of that, you know, there is a lot of, my other big point was there is a lot of stuff about technology this season and the increase, yeah. um, both in the proliferation of stuff like apps in American culture and what have you. Uh, and Family Guy is doing its best to keep up with that. For starters, I want to say that watching this entire show in the span of, like, a few months has been watching, like, my entire life happen in a few months. Yeah, it really has. It's like, oh, we're at this point of my life now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because like, Family Guy started in 1999 when I was born, and it's just, like, watching my entire life go by. It's very weird. And all of a sudden, we're at the age when, you know, Uber is a thing, and Tinder is a thing, and it, again, right. it feels like I've watched myself grow up again, but... So, I, I don't know, I, if, if that if I were to do something like that, it would probably be, like, watching cool shit, because uh, that's so, most of the stuff I watched. Yeah, okay, Ty, we get you. Uh, so, so the thing I want to say about that in regards to, to this season, for, well, I wanted to give a little context, actually, is... So this season aired on TV from September 25th, 2016... To May 21st, 2017. Now, they did not know that they were entering the Trump zone. Yeah. They did not know that that the world was changing. Judgment Day was upon them. Yeah. Which, uh, look forward to see what comes after that. This is going to be great. But, uh, you know. I mean, if if I remember correctly, I actually don't think, because Family Guy never really follows the zeitgeist, I really don't think it was that different in the seasons to come than it is right now. No, no, I'm not, I'm not going in that, but what I am yeah. saying is, is that, like, in the context of the time, two, like, 2013, like, a few, because, you know, we mentioned, like, in the past two episodes on this, that their references are always a few years behind. This is yeah. the era of people being mad at millennials and, like, right before the Bernie phenomenon, um, which, 
Thankfully, I don't think Family Guy ever took any serious jabs at it, at least not no, yet. No, well, it's, I mean, for for as much as people are like, it's the reference show, and it is the reference show a lot of the time, I almost feel like Family Guy is, like, impressively disconnected from the moment it's being created in, like, compared to other shows. Like, I can like, see that, yeah. It, it, it's it, not it, South Park. Yeah, exactly, yeah, it's... You know what it is? It's it's much more casual about the references yeah. than, than other shows are. For better it, and it for takes, worse. It takes place in a world where history was exactly the same up until three years before the season was produced. And then it just, nothing happened. Yeah. I, yeah. So, yeah. we've kind of alluded to this before. So this season does have a ton of complaining about, you know, <laughs> iPhones and gadgets and gizmos and e-time. And it's... Obviously yeah. kind of grating. Even when they're generally yeah. correct, it's still kind of grating. It's like, yeah, you're right, but fuck you, Seth. You you are... How old is Seth MacFarlane right now? I want to see how old this fucking... I think he's is. like 51, I want to say. Born in, well, more importantly, the writer's room is 47. probably... 47. In the wow. same age as him. Same age group. Yeah. The, the writers probably are, too. It's... it's yeah. And Alex it's also... Sulkin is... Hold on, let me... 74 years old. Oh, wow. Wow. No, he's, he's also 47. <laughs> and and well, I think this is also, like... Wellesley Wilde is 230 years old. That's that's the writer's room for The Simpsons. That's how old they but are. But I guess is like, <laughs> something I, uh, that I want to ask now is, you know, we, we talked about how, you know, Family Guy was sort of an edgy continuation of The Simpsons, of, like, the season 9 and 10, like... Uh, years of like that, but even way more extreme, way more edgy, way more non-sequitur. And it has changed. Right. But something I'm thinking of is maybe online content to an extent, but is there really like a, a clear thing you can point to and go, that's the edgy continuation of Family Guy. That's taking Family Guy to the next level. Um, We're watching Brickleberry Brickle this month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay, that was where my mind went to. Here's the thing, though. Prickleberry lasted, like, what, three, se two seasons? That shit doesn't count. It needs well, to be, like, a thing that was relevant at one well, point. Well, you can't really do edgier than Family Guy on, like, big TV, because for one, that's just putting a hat on a hat. And two, if you get edgier than Family Guy, you're in South Park territory. Uh, but South Park is kind of its own thing. But, like, South Park only gets away with the stuff it does, and it pushes it's it a on, lot. It, it airs yeah. at, like, 10 p.m. on, yeah, right. well, like... Central. Maybe not yeah. edgier than Family Guy, but feels like a continuation of like the new edgy thing that like you know is 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 sort of like destroying culture like Family Guy did. Well, in, I mean, it's heyday. That doesn't really shows like Family Guy don't really get made anymore. So yeah, that's that's probably why you're coming right. up short. I I guess the only thing I can think of is like online content. Like yeah. that's where the new like like not just animation but like graphic stuff. That's where it went. Um. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're 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 trying to figure out. We're trying to augury uh, what the TV show that took over for Family Guy is when really everyone knows it's just Fred Delicious. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> it's Jomney Song. The the TV show that took yeah. over after Family Guy is called The Death of Television. I, I wanted to circle back to the whole complaining about millennials thing, and I came up with sort of a theory about why that's the case. Your TV isn't here. It's in Jomney's house. It's in Fred Delicious's house. It's it's all of our Family Guy. Mary. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh God, we're we're continuing Jimmy Stewart. 
Uh, no, so circling back to the whole complaining about millennials thing, I came up with a theory. So obviously, I think the writer's room does kind of have some grudge against young people and their damn Nintendo DSs and whatever. But yeah. I think more importantly, it's that with the three-act structure, you kind of need an opposing force to the status quo. And that opposing force eventually needs to be too destabilizing and then resolved by the end. Yeah. And with a lot of these episodes, they're basically just a Griffin family versus technology kind of uh, conflict. How postmodern of them. Yeah. Well, the point is, is that with that conflict, they have to resolve it by the end. And they always have to make the technological thing an opposing force to the status quo, just by the nature of the three-act structure. So... Even if they themselves, like the writer's room, doesn't care that much about Uber or Tinder or stuff like that, it has to be portrayed as a negative thing in the context of the episode in order for it to work as an episode of television. So, And it, it's also worth pointing out this is probably better than anything The Simpsons has done in regards with tackling new technology. Yeah, I mean, the insights Family Guy has to offer here are generally more funny and in touch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it is, a lot of it is, like, you do be on that phone, though, but it, but yeah. it's at least, like, I don't know, it gives stakes to it, it it makes it, it makes it, I mean, and whatever, you're the Simpsons experts, but... Well, yeah, the Simpsons, they're not even correct in assessing what's going on. Like, again, Family Guy, they might just be, you do be on that phone, though, but yeah. we do be on our phones, where... We do be on our phones. Yeah, where the Simpsons would be like, you damn kids with your walkie-talkies or playing Mario Kart and uh, using angry birds to vote for Elizabeth Warren. It's all very incoherent, third-hand depictions of what millennials are like. Whereas as Family Guy can is fine just being yeah. second-hand. Yeah. Other than that, though, uh, let's talk about why the season wasn't as bad as the other ones. I, I think, again, a lot of it is just that there's a ton of funny bits. Yeah. They, Family Guy has always been a roulette of good jokes, but I mean, yeah. it hit, it hit enough times to make me enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also that, uh, this is kind of a, kind of an action heavy season a little bit, uh, in comparison. Like you got, um, you got, uh, shit. Um, I, I know there are specific. Yeah, you do, examples. you do got that. You're right. No, you got like the, the Peter principle where the, the, there's like the big cafeteria fight you got the uh, the hijacking episode where they get planned. You got the the hot the vaccine episode, which we'll talk about in the back half, where there's like um, Stewie on the bridge. It's it's there. There's a lot more like characters with a an actual like stakes in the third act, even if you know like none of these stakes are real and matters. Yeah. But like they're at least pretending. They're creating a show for the thing. Oh, correction: the um, big cafeteria Kingsman fight isn't until next season, but. Ah, okay. Oh, God, I love that one so much. Yeah, but... It's a pretty good fight scene. The, the point is, is Andy's general thesis is correct, that there is a lot of action Yes, I season. agree. Which also, the the anime... My theory, honestly, I, I kind of have two, where one, the animation is worse because, like, they have less of a budget, which is possible. But, but I also think that it might be simplified to allow them to do, like, more ambitious shots and, and uh, like, sequences and stuff, because... The movement in this, like, they they do try for bigger swings, I think, in this season than they have before. Yeah, so I, I guess, you know, they're rationing their budget for what the team yeah. is, what they have. Uh, that, makes that makes sense. sense I guess. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. I, I really don't have any overarching theory. I think that just in the past couple of years, uh, Family Guys, they just throw everything at the wall, and on some days you get a lot of stuff that sticks, and on some days you don't, you get a lot of stuff that doesn't stick, and, you know, it's been uneven over the course of the past couple of seasons. 12 was, 12 was, like, fine, 13 was not a very good season, 14 was a pretty yeah. bad one, but they've kind of rebounded a bit. I don't know if it's, like any broader trend causing it it's just you know the roulette wheel basically i am fine with attributing the quality or lack thereof of modern family guy seasons entirely down to dumb luck yeah i think that's that's perfectly way good way of looking at it yeah i think so and uh other than that is there any big new interesting developments this season i think my only Uh... oh go on ty no, uh, I mean, the guest stars, which we mentioned, the, there are a lot of guest stars yes. in the season. Yes. Like, which multiple episodes into... that revolve around bringing in a guest star. They tie this very, it ties yeah. very well into the Cleveland Show episode we just recorded, but... Yeah. I, I, I think that this season, they do it a little better than the Cleveland Show. Oh, Cleveland I mean, show is it's just, just a better show than Cleveland Show, Yeah. so... But there are still yeah. some pretty bad ones this season, like Rob Gronkowski... Uh, that, 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 yeah. That's a dud. And just having and, a famous uh, the, guy. The Taylor the Swift does nothing for me, especially because, like, I mean, the, literally the Taylor Swift stuff, like, for as much as we're like, well, they're okay on these issues, the Taylor Swift stuff is like, oh, she writes music about how her exes were bad. It's like, I'm sorry, you could have gotten that joke from literally anybody on the street in 2014. Also, yeah. Taylor Swift doesn't even play herself, so. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, one, one last thing, um, this is actually the final Wait, I season. I thought, was that not, I thought that was her. Why nope. would you make a whole episode about her if that's not her? They probably it's wrote it and hoped they could get her, but they couldn't. Oh, and they just didn't. That's so dumb. They're played by Arusula Teherian. Who does not have a Wikipedia page. Nope. I, I, I guess um one last thing worth saying about the guest stars is that this is the last appearance of... Uh, Frank Sinatra Jr. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he passed away shortly after. Yeah, a lot of guest stars yeah. are going to start dying soon. Next season is the <laughs> end of Adam West and Carrie Fisher, which is really That's sad. That's a price God you pay for, for only referencing the 80s. Yeah. No, but, it, I mean, legit, it is sad to see, because, like, I mean, even outside the family guy, like, Adam West and, and Carrie Fisher are both great, and I've enjoyed all of Frank Sinatra Jr.'s appearances on this show. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say like, and there's a real stinker among any of them. Yeah, no. I mean, well, because he's only in three, I think, right? Well, he also fits really well into the general vibe of the show, which yeah. you know, he even though the really Rat Pack influenced days of the show are kind of behind it, aside from the musical cues, uh, right? He still fits in with Seth MacFarlane's obsession with like old show tunes and old Hollywood stuff, even if that should still be more. Pop- part of the show now but you know that that's that's yeah but yeah. also Vinny Vinny gets a cameo this season which is a shame because it's like you you brought the ember to bring him back one time could you nah, just you dude. know I I love Tony Sirico I don't think there was too much they could have done with Vinny I'm not saying you bring him back as but as like a big thing but I don't know I feel like you could do Vinny in an episode a season or like you know I don't know having him as a throwaway joke is a little funny I yeah, yeah. I I would I do not care enough about Vinny to make a stink about the fact, I mean, the, the fact, like, the joke of it was like, oh, they don't know who he is in this after yeah, they I changed know, the Yeah, I, I know, I know, I uh, know. 
Uh, yeah. Other than that, I will say that the big weakness of this season is that it's so bound to the three-act structure, and a lot of episodes have a lot of a great first two acts where there's just a lot of rapid-fire jokes, but when they have to wrap everything up at the end, it kind of loses a lot of steam. Uh, we've made this complaint before, and Ty has defended the show pretty vigorously <laughs> on how, you know... The yeah. show is very, very wedded to this specific structure where it's a three-act structure, but the first act has nothing to do with the last two. And I agree, but it does feel like a serious liability here. If the third acts weren't so speech-heavy and didn't require all these loose ends to get tied up, because even American Dad does a much better job of leaving stuff hanging. Oh, for sure. I, I think that I would like this season a lot more. Yeah, I... I don't know. I, I still imagine that, or I, I, I am still convinced that, like, that's part of the joke and I'm fine with it because honestly, you're not watching this for the plot, but. I, I also feel like, um, you know, the season does kind of remind me a lot of the early American Dad seasons in that, like, it's fine, yeah. but none of the episodes stick out super hard with a few exceptions. Like, they kind of, this season kind of blends together a little bit. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, but I, I think that, I think that <laughs> right now that is kind of the best you can expect from a season of Family Guy. Oh, I'm not denying that. I just think yeah. it's worth pointing out. No, I mean, and that's that's something that we've beat on that drum since probably season 11, where it's fr- from then on, like, the show is basically just blending together and hoping that there's enough good to overcome the bad. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, no, I think this is a fun, like, junk food season of Family Guy. I did really enjoy it, honestly. I, I think, objectively, if we took a step back, it's like a five or a six but I, I don't really care yeah. that much. I had a lot of fun, and it kind of honestly kind of reminded me why I enjoy doing this show so much, because it is a fun season to talk about. We fucking needed that after the Cleveland show. Yeah, and I just like seeing my friends again. Yes. Yeah. This is, yeah. I I mean, my favorite is American Dad, but this is like, I think this is the most comfortable of the three to watch. It's just yeah, like, absolutely. I like these characters, and yeah. I like coming back to them after a month. Yeah, and again... Uh, the the voice cast at this point they feel like your friends like I, Seth and Patrick yeah. Warburton and Mike Henry they're all in my home with me just hanging out yeah well not Mike Henry this season he got kicked out no he's still doing his other characters who never get screen you time you know what I mean like. yeah no I I mean honestly they had Bruce on for the first time in like three seasons or whatever which was kind of nice to say but yeah they they really cut down on well I guess because he was working on Cleveland no he wasn't working on Cleveland no. show during this I will yeah, say so I, that there was a great moment in the last episode when Cleveland is just eating a whole blueberry pie and crying and just says <laughs> I used to have my own show I felt bad for Mike Henry then I mean, I know the Cleveland show was awful. Should have made like, a better show. I just felt a little bad for him. It's like, oh, your show sucked, but you seem like a nice enough guy. Yeah, I agree. I anyway. also we want to have him on the show still. Anyway, uh, ready to move on to the next half? Yeah, yeah. Let's All right, folks, it. let's go to the second half. You love the meal. The fancy feel, the showbiz stories while you eat your veal. It's family dining with a mobster feel at Frank Sinatra's restaurant. Junior! The wine is red with lots of bread and portions bigger than a horse's head. You'll burp up sausages tonight in bed at Frank Sinatra's restaurant. Here's a toast. Our host, the food's not great, but drink enough and you won't know. 
guests will swoon and Frank will croon a beep bop doobie dop Italian tune. You dine like royalty at Frank Sinatra's restaurant. We got big plans to please our fans. Our cocktail waitress has enormous cans. A men's room servant who will dry your hands at Frank Sinatra's restaurant. Our pizza pies could win a prize. The jukebox catalog is double-sized. It plays both capital and, yes, reprise. That's reprise. At Frank Sinatra's restaurant. Gorgeous views. And top-shelf booze. Yes, we serve Jews. Um, that was never an issue. Folks, I am sad to announce that in the year 2016, Family Guy declared war on the podcasters. This insult will not, cannot, and shall not stand. So the first episode we're talking about is Peter's Def Jam, which the first 15 minutes of it are the guys making a podcast and make basically castigating podcasts for, you know, being yeah. the future of entertainment after TV dies. Yeah, no, uh, they, they make those good old fashioned values four years before we did. And uh, yeah. I feel attacked personally. Uh, I, I mean, I think... fr- <laughs> frankly, it's just it pisses me off because like they didn't even hear us. Yeah. They, they should have asked us to be on the episode. I know I was still in high school yeah. then, and I would have been confused and scared, but they should have done it. I, I think that yeah. it was they lacked the foresight to see us coming. I, 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 was, uh, I was graduated from high school. I was wow. an unemployed college student. Great time in my life. Not really, but I was you know, in my, what are you going to do? Yeah, I was in my first year of college, too. Uh, yep, I, I was even, senior I year of high school. Yet. I had just started listening to Chapo around that time, I think, actually. I, I, no, no, a year before, a year before. It's 2017. Oh, you got on real early then. Yeah. yeah I got on... I think I joined. Ch- started listening to Chapo right during the, the episode right before the VP. Why don't phase. we just run an ad for them? Yeah. yeah. I don't get why we talk about Chapo Trap House so fucking much. I'm cutting <laughs> anyway, all of that out. Uh, so this episode's not that great. It's not that good. It's um, not really. Especially the whole DJ thing, which is a, like a huge steer left and, and not... Yeah entertaining at all if they made the whole thing about them podcasting it would have been a better episode because at least that's them sticking to something where there's material like they have a good running thing where cleveland is the andy of the show and just cuts everyone off sucks yeah oh (laughs) i was wondering who's gonna make that joke i saw it coming a mile away i considered making it myself but you know what i just i figured i'll just let it happen yeah and thank you Uh, i'm i'm the peter i'm the runaway star and I'm the Joe because I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, you are the Joe because you are Jimmy Stewart. And... Yeah. I... God, no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. 
Um, this episode is going to be like half cuts. Do we want to do the plot summary? Uh, uh, yeah, the plot summary is basically just that Peter becomes a DJ after the podcast thing doesn't work out, and they all DJ as a four, but eventually the Armenian guy tells him you should DJ by yourself, and he gets a big ego, but then he goes deaf, so his friends have to help him out. Other than that, uh, the side plot is actually a lot stronger here, I think, where Brian becomes Stewie's roommate, and Brian becomes, like, a shithead roommate. Yeah, which, I mean, had they not already degraded Brian to the maximum possible degree last season, I would say this is, like, the pinnacle of shithead Brian. It's, yeah, nah. but I think this is, like, kind of an enjoyable shithead Brian, where he's just, like, a bad, annoying roommate. Because he's being a shithead to Stewie, so yeah. that makes it a bit better. He's also, smoking weed with the child of some of a woman he hit on and failed. Oh, I didn't recognize that character. Damn. No, I mean, they say it in the scene. He's like, thanks for hanging out with me after you struck out with my mom. Like, Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Okay, that is pretty pathetic. Yeah. Also, Stu- also Stewie gets a ferret to harass Brian. I can just say, though, that the the... Look, I don't approve of Brian's roommate behavior, but having a really messy room and sitting in beanbag chairs and listening to giant steps while you smoke weed, I, I, I've done similar things as a room, okay? I, I, I'm not, I don't like beanbags. Yeah. I'm not a big beanbag fan. Beanbags no, aren't good. comfy for me. But it was, like, swap that with, like, me sitting on my bed and drinking, like, PBR, and that's that's me as a roommate. Uh, other than you that, though... You like a bad roommate. Yeah, I wasn't a great roommate. <laughs> I was I was a historically bad roommate whenever I had roommates. So. Yeah, um, but I'm no, not in the place to judge. Andy, how are you in terms of roommateness? I uh, the only people I've been a roommate to is my parents, so oh. that's uh, you know not really a great. <clears throat> so experience. very sweet, North- yeah, yeah. So a very yeah. sweet little roommate boy. Yeah, no, but yeah, this episode isn't really strong. We mostly just chose it because of the podcast stuff, and yeah. yeah. We needed we needed to get on the record that we do not support this show that we have built uh, an enterprise around degrading our art. Yeah, no, it, I don't think it's fair that we should be expected to take some punches back at all. Other than that, uh, just kind of a weak. We have episode. given our lives to this thing, and now yeah. they spit on us. They say that we are lower than a dog's whore. How dare they? All right, do we want to move on to the next episode? Yeah, I, I don't even fucking care about this episode. Um, uh, the next one... For, this is the first time uh, Spencer picked all of the episodes this this season. So we're being taken on a guided tour through... Uh, I, I actually picked the next one. Yeah, uh, and oh, I picked okay. the, the next one. The next I'm episode not, I'm not is, arguing or, or complaining is, uh, about it. I know, I'm just pointing out. Yeah. Is uh, Inside Family Guy. Inside Family Guy. The much better version of Cleveland Show Live, uh, shall we say. Yeah. I also picked this episode because... This is a thing, I forget if they've done something like this before, but, like, meta-commentary where the characters are, like, live-action people doing a real sitcom, and they have, like, commentary about that, is a thing they have revisited in the future, like, at least once every other season, if not every season. Is this the last James Woods appearance? I feel like he comes back one more time, but I might be wrong. I also might be thinking of the episode where Brian makes a TV show, which came a couple seasons ago, and just mixing that in my head. But I feel like he's on before. one more time. I'll check the wiki. Yeah, I, I like this episode because it's 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 kind of fun. Well, let's let's do the plot. Uh, so the plot of this episode is that it takes the form of like a mockumentary where James Woods is uh, walking us through the production of Family Guy, like as an actual TV show. You know, oddly, the Griffins are all still related. Like they are a family, and not just like actors who are playing like characters. Yeah. But um, 
I mean, they're very, you know, self-conscious about like, oh, you know, we're doing a job on a TV show. Uh, Peter acts like a diva, is written off the show. Uh, David Spade is brought in to replace him. He basically goes in a downward spiral until he comes back and apologizes. Uh, David Spade starts ruining the TV show. And then it's revealed that they do this every week because Peter becomes a diva every week. Yeah. I want to say that, for starters, there are so many jokes made by James Woods about James Woods being a pedophile. Uh, Yes. And James Woods is literally just a pedophile. Like, he's a pedophile in real Like, he dates 15-year-olds. Yeah, it's... (laughs) Allegedly. Look, Um, I'm going to say it. I, I, I don't respect it at all. But there is something so gallingly awful about that that yeah. I'm almost kind of... They're all Hollywood sickos. Yeah. Look, They're look, look. We're not, we're, we're not saying that he's a pedophile. We're just saying you can find we him are. on a map. No, we are. <laughs> no, Allegedly. no, you didn't hear... Yeah, we're oh, just, no, we're I got the joke. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, no, no. To, to say it again. Let, let everyone, let people soak it in. Yeah, all right, I get you. But, um... Yeah, uh, also I checked the no, wiki. No, I'm not. This no, I'm ge- legitimately say it again. It was clever. Oh, uh... We're not saying James Wood is is a pedophile, but what we're saying is that you can find him on a map. <laughs> um, like, my, yeah, MVP but but this is um person. this yeah. is in fact uh, the last James Wood appearance. Oh. Uh, they get mad at him because he's a Republican, so they re- that's why they renamed the school Adam West High instead of James Wood. Honestly, as much as we have made our opinions known about like renaming things in renaming things instead of fixing problems. I would rather they name that show not after, or the school not after a pedophile. I also think also Adam West uh, deserves it. Yeah, yeah, Adam also, West rules. Probably not great to have James Woods on your show after all is said and done. Like he's an yeah. amazingly talented actor. He's a good, he's really he's funny on Family guy. guy. But again, it's probably like a it's like a Kevin Spacey situation. Yes, he's yeah. talented, but don't don't Listen, go there. Bill Cosby was a very good comedian. Well, no, he wasn't. Was he, was, he, he got though? A actually. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I don't know. He was just the yeah. first one that popped in my head. Chris but DeLeo yeah, I, is a fantastic comedian, but... But yeah, I, I, the, the general gist is, I actually do like this episode. I think it's fun. I think it's it's a good meta concept, and it's it's clever. That's really why I picked it, because it's just... It's it's a decent, like, relatively creative for Family Guy Season yeah. 15 standards take that's pretty funny. And, you know, that's good. I, I think that... No, I... Yeah. I, I like it when they go meta. It's my favorite part of Family Guy consistently. It's illustrative of Family Guy that even this late in the show, they're still willing to do like kind of creative and out of the box stuff. Yeah. And it's usually works really well. I like a lot of their weirder, more out there stuff. And again, like just doing a meta episode, you know, Cleveland show did it. It's not that out there, but just the fact that they're even attempting it when they don't really need to. I think that's important. And also they're the first ones to do it well. Yeah. I'm thinking of every meta episode that that sort of comes after this my, my general impression is that they're all like as far as i can remember mostly decent honestly i don't have too much to say other than that the conceit is very interesting and i i, I again i just to touch on again i did find it odd that like normally i feel like when shows do this like they, they lean into the joke of like no these are you know they're playing characters you know like maybe chris is like 30 or something or like you know they there's behind the scenes romance but it, it takes the interesting tack of no they're all still a family like they are the griffin family but yeah they are also on a tv show it, it's kind of i don't know it, it's a weird combination yeah shout out to them for also not doing that for stewie and brian because that would be the easy and obvious example Anyway, uh... Brian's just a really well-trained dog. 
He doesn't understand. The ADR all his, all his audio and in post. Same with Stewie. Stewie's also it's just like, funny. just ADR by an old British guy. That'd be funny. But no, I am glad that they took the tack of just having them be more or less how they are on the show. And they're just a family that is a little different on air. Oh, I, I will also say the joke that really got me um, in that one was when Peter says, uh, thank you, Stewie, who I can understand. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Again, the, the, when, the, when Family Guy does meta stuff, it is consistently their best stuff, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of good meta stuff this season. I like how they just play yeah. the wrong stock footage at some point and kind of put a the, lot of the, shade on it. The Gronkowski thing where they're doing a cutaway and then he runs into the cutaway. <laughs> yeah, that's um, also really good. very funny. I, I, have the, like, I like the part where it's like, hang on, and then they hit the speedy wrap-up alarm and they yes. speed through everything. Yeah. It's good. This we could use the that most meta- we, we should use that button more often. Uh, no, this yeah. isn't the most meta season they've done, but but it's up there, and I mean, frankly, I I enjoy it. I don't know if the average viewer is a big fan, but yeah. Also, apparently, this episode and the next episode we're talking about uh, were written by Andrew Goldberg, who is oh, uh, big the mouth. Co- yep the co creator of Big Mouth. Yep. <sighs> yeah, this God. was uh, this was before he was going through change. Listen, I I like Big Mouth. I know a lot of people are not fans of Big Mouth. I enjoy that. I, I haven't seen it. I but also I, hate have, it I also style. have like I I have. I, I have incredible middle brown normie taste, but I, I enjoyed Big Mouth. I, I don't I, I don't really care about Big Mouth. I think most of like the moral panic people have about it is extremely dumb. It just oh, doesn't it's seem like so a very gay. good show. <laughs> people are like, This show endorses pedophilia and it's, it's like, like no, no they're the people watching, like it, are watching are it to see cartoon kids fuck. They're yeah, they're like, Oh man, I remember back when I got boners. Like Yeah. That's you're a the... fucking you, you are you have rabies. I <laughs> Yeah, no, it says it's a so lot stupid. more about you if you're offended yeah. by Big Mouth than it does about Big Mouth, I'm sorry. If you look at this show that's, like, grotesquely animated, and you're like, they shouldn't be allowed to do this, then I think you've got problems. That said, they shouldn't have been allowed to do Alan Gregory. Let's, okay. let's no, be yes. very firm in that I, sense. I think, they were, I think it was actually kind of nice. <laughs> Ugh. Anyways, we're going to the last episode, and this Hot one shots. is one of the Alan weirdest Gregor ones. I think was actually kind of dope with it. <laughs> Alan Gregory kind of snapped. Yeah, Alan Gregory is low key kind of fire. Hot Shots is a very strange episode because, on the one hand, it is very of its time because the yeah. whole plot of the episode is that they're trying to sit- Peter and Lois start an anti-vax movement and uh, they don't want Stewie to get autism, but they end up causing a measles outbreak in Quahog and blah 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 blah. Which and it's yet a- another attack on this podcast, shall we say? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, why else? You, why do you think we we pick this thing? Uh, well, it's of its time because like anti-vax wars. I mean, obviously, yeah. a- anti-vax war stuff isn't as trivial as like uh, new atheism warfare because right. anti-vaxing stuff does actually like cost kids lives. Yeah, but it is also like of that time, like right before Trump got elected, where we forgot what having real problems feels like. Yeah, and it uh, the, getting really, really mad about anti-vax moms was like a big thing around the end yes. of the Obama era, where you were just like, "I'm, I'll fucking kill anyone who doesn't vaccinate their fucking kids." Yeah, where you're like, where, where you know intellectually everything sucks, everything's going to shit, but you there wasn't like that big clarifying incident like Trump getting elected to actually organize around so you just thrash and try to figure out who to be mad at. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a it's a big like liberal cultural grievance from around the yeah. time to get really pissed at anti-vaxxers. And I I 
Again, it's not to say that it's not deserved, because, you know... No, it sucks. It's a bad thing to... (laughs) It's just, it feels very much of the end of the Obama era. It's like if they brought up, like... It's just as to, like, fundies are to the Bush era. Um, yes, yeah, for sure. Although fundies lasted longer into the Bush era, or into the Obama era, yeah. than anti-vax stuff did in the Trump era. Yeah, but th- the point stands. It- it's very of its time. The other thing that makes this episode stand out is the way it's not of its time. It is very ahead of its time. There's a measles outbreak this episode, and it causes Quahog to get quarantined. And uh, everything gets shut yeah. down in the middle of the episode and it makes for vaguely surreal viewing i mean obviously this isn't the first pandemic in history but seeing all of this stuff as this Damn. goes on and as cases are climbing does feel very weird this is like well, when, this well, is it, like it, when simpson said trump would be the fucking president the, no the real weird thing is that they actually fucking did a lockdown they wow yeah. an american town actually managed to successfully lock down that's amazing yeah, what I hate. World they live in? I hated the. I hated the part of the episode where Peter had to jerk off on Zoom. Yeah, I God, I'm not <laughs> looking forward. to Watch that be a joke. Game. Watch that. Watch that be a fucking joke. That, no, because they don't care season. about. They don't care about politics. Like again, well, no, I just mean like like I just mean like Peter doing horny shit. On oh Zoom. yeah, I, I mean we we've talked about it in the past. There's no way that they can't mention it, right? Shout out to um, one of our uh, the people on our Discord. Thank you. So we have a Discord. If you if you subscribe to our Patreon, you can be part of the Discord. Shout out to one person doing a COVID mentions counter on that. And they've already mentioned it at least once, although I do not know how many episodes they have watched, but hmm. still. Yeah. The, uh, very interesting. Yeah, no, that does feel very interesting. That does feel very weird watching that stuff. It, it's not, again, I'm not trying to say it's like a wild prediction or whatever, but it just kind of feels odd it's like um uh when i was writing my uh a final for a a uh for a a college class i had to go back and use previous papers and stuff uh to make arguments about it and one of the papers that i ended up using simply because i I forgot that i had it was i took an ethics class and i i I wrote in a paper a two-page paper in defense of quarantines and that was like oh i was kind of cool yeah i guess i was right about everything i was low-key kind of nice with that yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, other than that, though, uh, it's not like it's another episode of this season. It's got its highs, it's got its lows. The Chris Penn stuff at the end is kind of a bust. I, I think it's worth mentioning this is one of the few episodes of the season to not have a B plot. Or Sean Penn, my bad. Chris Penn is the the, Chris the cool fat one. This MF is mixing up Penn so much, he might as well work at the dollar store. Alright. Anyways... Uh, but no, it's, it's a, it's a all right episode. Selling pens and shit. Cares a lot about pens. What, this guy working at a, this guy working at Office Max? Um. Your bits are bad and you should feel bad. Yeah, this, this sucks, Ty. Jesus Christ. Anyways, do we have any other episodes we want to talk about since we are currently running at about like 50 minutes? Didn't know you had, Uh... didn't know you had a, didn't know you had a TV in Staples where you work Uh, with all the pens. Do we, do we want to talk about, um. Gronkowski's. <laughs> I, I guess the Gronkowski stuff sucks. It's so bad. Okay, we're we're gonna do like a mini thing here. This episode, it, it, we're not gonna do like the full plot synopsis. All you need to know is Rob Gronkowski comes to Quahog, and yeah. also uh, Stewie Stewie's doing bee training, but he accidentally creates mutant bees. Yeah, um, mutant yeah. bee stuff okay. I kind of liked, it's, but yeah, whatever. that was cute. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they sometimes Family Eye can do guest stars well, like obviously with James Woods or with Adam West or whatever. But but yeah, James Woods, Kevin Spacey. Uh, yeah, Kevin you know. Spacey was really I, good. Uh, no, I'm, but, I'm surprised. but the Gronk thing it just fails on every level. We're supposed to be really invested in who Rob Gronkowski is, besides like the football dumbass. Um, I'm surprised the sports dullard. Uh, yeah, and I'm surprised yeah. they don't make a reference to that time that that like like even like a hackneyed forced reference to that time that Peter was uh, on the uh, the, the Patriots. They, the Patriots. No, Patriots yes. That was in season three. There's no sense of continuity in this show. You know that. I'm, well, no, I mean like a sense of like like a a joke about how there is no like they bring it up and reference it in the fact guess, that this, there is yeah. no referencing it. Yeah, it's also worth pointing out that uh, this episode has a lot of New England flavor to it. You know, the later episode they talk about the Boston Red Sauce, Red Sox, and Fenway Red Park. Red Sauce. Red Sauce. I'm hungry Damn, this right guy's now. eating lunch at Staples. <laughs> okay, you looped it around to being pretty good. I'll, I'll give you that. I don't miss. Uh, <laughs> all right, so something I want to bring up is, is don't push your luck, time. Okay, uh, Ron Krauskies, it's just a really frustratingly bad episode because they yeah, just kind of jam him in there. They don't do anything with him. None of the jokes are funny. They, they don't jam him in there. The entire episode is predicated on the fact that Rob Gronkowski is like, a super get. Well, like, that's the we, fucked up we thing. We love watching Rob Gronkowski. Like, let's let's suck his dick for, you know, 20 minutes. Well, and it's that's like, the fucked up thing. It's because they build the whole episode around it, but he still feels like he's just been jammed in. Yeah. Well, you know, and you know by part of that is, like, not, you know, not blaming him because I'm sure he's incredible at football. But he's not a good actor. He's one of the worst actors they've ever had on the show. Yeah, no. The... These shows have he, he he sounds like he's reading a book out loud in high school. Like it's the, he's truly awful. These shows, like The Simpsons, uh, Cleveland Show, Family Guy, they get a lot of sports players on their show, and yeah. it produces wildly variable results. We talked about the Cleveland Show, terrible. Uh, Homer at the Bat, Homer at the Bat does a good job, but I, Homer at the Bat is one of the greatest episodes of television of all time. I, I think they just kind of got lucky there, and also you know it's. Simpsons writing, so even if the right. line delivery isn't great, isn't it's hard great, to go wrong. Yeah. And also, you know what else? Because this came to me watching this season. This fundamentally isn't a sports show. Yeah. Like, like no. Cleveland Show is a... And Cleveland Show sucks, but Cleveland Show is a sports show. Like it makes American sense. Dad's even kind of a show. American Dad show feel... No, American Dad's a, like a like a compy nerd hipster show. Um, yeah. But this it's, is it's a- literally... This, this is the show created by theater kids. Uh, American Dad is a show created by like political science majors and Cleveland show is the sports guy show. I cannot think of a time where they actually like really, really engaged with sports in family guy that actually like worked well for me. Yeah. No. no and not again, really. I'm not really a sports guy in general, but right. Oh, uh, we know yeah, that. Really I mean, just, you, you post yeah. pictures of yourself. Yeah, no, but they just kind of <laughs> dabble in like, you know, uh, like a uh, Patriots, blah, 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 because they're from new England and just none of it really right. sticks. Cleveland Show at least has sort of, like, the more regional specificity to it. Like, it's the yeah. Richmond, Virginia area. So there's at least some flavor there that isn't just New England. Yeah, go Pats. Right. Cohog well, might as well, well be Springfield. Yeah. Literally, yeah. But, I mean, they. I think they do a bit more with the Rhode Island uh, setting than Simpsons does with, you know, Springfield in whatever state. But also, it, it kind of writes itself into a bind because, like... A lot of the people who like Family Guy are going to be like, oh, they're going to overlap with people who are really into football because it's like, it, it's 
again, something that does not take much psychic investment. Like it, it's like like yeah, the, it's a show written by people who presumably don't actually care that much about sports or like at least do not have the vernacular to like express that they care about sports but their audience like pretty explicitly made up of people who all enjoy sports so it's like how are they like how can they get around that like and i think they do a good job just like nodding to it every now and again but like it's they've written themselves into a bind i i will say that um i did love the uh the lowest the Belichick joke where she just gets like insanely fucking horny for one of the Patriots <laughs> players. Yeah. I I I also want to say on this uh, a little bit of trivia. So uh, according to Wikipedia, this this episode was the third most watched show on Fox that night, behind The Simpsons. Obviously, you know, right. even in its fucking corpse era, it still managed to do better than Family Guy somehow. But apparently, it also does better than a show called The. M- Oh, the Mick with Caitlin Olsen. Yeah, I just thought it up because it's like the it's it's the Mick. I have never heard of this show. Yeah, it was it, is a- it was one of those projects that that one of the Always Sunny people tried to do before they realized that they can't break away from Always Sunny. Yeah, same with I, I just bring it up because like you you called your show the Mick. Like yeah. that's that's that is inherently funny because you're insulting Irish people. That's great. Yeah, here's my show called The Pollock. <laughs> exactly. By the end of the first season, I learned how to screw in a light bulb with less than 3 people. God. Late Late Obama era TV is so bad. It's all shows on yeah. NBC called like The Ridiculous uh, Stevens and it's just about a family <laughs> that sucks. But is it Okay, is TV any better now? Oh, it's different bad now. Now it's all just, like, cartoons about depression and, like, prestige dramas called, like, fucking Lovecraft County, basically. Yeah, it's prestige dramas that are named after, like, a thesaurus word that somebody threw a dart at. (laughs) It's called, like, the penultimate sword or whatever. Man, I I love watching 75 prestige TV shows all called like fraternize. <laughs> Thank God we yeah. don't we don't do prestige. Yeah, I, I TV love watching I love spending 12 hours of TV cycle watching a show called Ultimatum. <laughs> all right. I think that's going to do it for this episode, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh we liked this uh we liked the season a good bit. It was a fun it was fun to do a drier analysis again um and also just to get back with our friends yeah yeah Uh, i love these guys if you like what you heard uh folks we've got a patreon you can subscribe to that if you want us to talk about tv other tv shows and other movies that you like uh we give our patrons a lot of control over the bonus episodes so for five or ten dollars a month you can help guide Mm -hmm. us towards uh what you want to hear yeah, you can make us. Yes. You can make us watch shows like, uh, like, like Carbonated or like uh, Game of Thrones, but in communist Russia. Yeah, or, or all of the awesome also, TV that's being made for, these days. For example, uh, this mo- this month they're saying, "Hey, you're watching Brickleberry now. <laughs> Die." I, uh, I'm very. I'm not looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the. Episode. I don't even like Daniel Tosh's good stuff. Uh, the episode's gonna there's be fun. Daniel Daniel Tosh's good stuff. Yeah, stand up. He's a good stand up. That is true. I've seen him as stand up. He's all right in that. Um, one other thing. Next week's episode, we will have a, or maybe not next week's, I don't know what, our, our upload schedule is fucking terrible. Yeah. But um, the thing I want to say is next time we cover Family Guy, we'll have a, have a, a guest, a first time guest on the show once again. So uh, yeah. look forward to yeah. that, I guess. Uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, Patreon, uh, keep an eye out for episodes and uh, congratulations to President Joe Jorgensen. Yeah, we always believed in you. We knew, we, we stand, Queen. 
Um, I miss Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson was such a fucking Gary Johnson himbo he dumbass. was such a character. Yeah. He's a fucking loser. He I was so dumb. Like, just fucking always being like, what is Aleppo? <laughs> that was excellent. God. That all you see is violence in movies and sex on TV. And where was your old-fashioned values on which we used to rely? Lucky there's a family guy. Lucky there's a man who positively can't do all the things that make us laugh and cry. silence it's for room tone god damn it hello uh i'll do i'll do my bit now <clears throat> hello whenever wait you're we should probably do another 10 seconds <laughs> you are a, you are a you. gremlin all right <laughs> i'm gonna do my bit now yeah, yeah do, your bit, do your bit okay